This episode of Neighbours is supported by Beamly, the social and content network for TV. Check out Beamly.com. This is Neighbours, the Neighbours recap podcast, and we talk about the most recent episodes of the show. I'm Vaya. I'm CJ. And we were just, we're just saying already, we had such fun, such a great time this week. Yeah, it was just a really good week. Like I was just saying that, um, you know, Wednesday wasn't the pinnacle of the week for me, but the whole week put together was yes. so exciting. Because Wednesday, of course, was the actual official 30-year anniversary mark it was, yeah. Of Neighbours. Yeah, so the 18th of March, I think. So it's been a two-week yeah. extravaganza. Mm. Uh, and I feel like, is it ever going to end? Nah. Like, is next week going to keep going? going to end because we've got some people stuck down a well. They're yeah. still down there. But we'll, we'll, we'll find out little little Emmys down the well. That's mm-hmm. what I like to say. Oh, really? <laughs> we'll get that to, to that in a She's second. She's not doing great. <laughs> Imogen, your legal, legal mind, sharp legal mind's not going to help you down the well. It's not. But first, so we've had a great time and one of my faves came back. So this happened on Monday. Yep. Monday's episode 7082. Mm -hmm. And what I thought was going to be a massive plot point ended up just kind of being dealt with quite swiftly. And this was Georgia had overheard her superior at work, her uh, Dr. Dick, Dr. Nick. (laughs) Yeah. Objectifying her and revealing to Paul Robinson that he'd made a bet that he'd be able to get Georgia into his bed. All right. So the this this um, conversation that Georgia overheard was actually for me it was the the uncoming of the best relationship on Neighbours, which was Nick and Paul. Oh yeah. Because yeah. from this point on, Nick and Paul aren't getting along that well. No, There's were, other things involved. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah they were bros. For, yeah, they were <laughs> for a good couple of weeks there. And then Paul just dropped him. <laughs> Like nah. um, which and which Paul is wont to do. That's what he's like. Um, but the thing is, is that I felt like it could have gone on for longer. I felt like Georgia could have had, even had an affair with him before she found out. Oh, and then the stakes would have been higher. Yeah, but I think she's going to forgive him, which is hideous. Because aren't you the one that has told me of someone that you know that ended up with a sweet pay packet? Because they sued yes, yes, for harassment. Very much so. They didn't have to work for a few years. Oh, see. I mean, Georgia will still want to work. Yeah, but she could have started her own cancer centre. Fantastic. Yeah. And, <laughs> and stop Nick from coming in and solving problems. Yeah. So, Georgia – so what her reaction is when she finds out that this guy's been making mm. bets about sleeping with her. Mm. She blames herself. Well, yeah. And she calls yeah. him a pig. Fair mm. enough. Yeah, yeah. She says, you're a pig. And he says, look, I don't know what you heard. Mm. And tries to immediately back down and gaslight her about it. He's so cla- – like everything about him is so in character. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Dick by in name and in nature. And she tells Kyle, her husband, and he wants to punch the guy's lights out. God, why wouldn't like, he? That's why – of course, that's that's Kyle. Yeah, yeah, it is. But then she reminds him, don't you remember when we had the one punch thing the other <laughs> – uh, that was only a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> that we like, nearly lost one of our own due to punching. Yeah. And so he said, oh, yeah, you're right. Which was, okay, it's quite a wise reminder. Mm, it was. It was. It brought it all back to life. Yeah. That yeah. In, in a violent situation, you can take a moment mm. to pause mm. and reconsider your actions. If only Kyle's dad was around, he could have done the biff for him. so true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they could have called in a favour. Yeah. So they can't punch him up. And Kyle unleashes his rage by just telling his mum and his grandma. His mum's Shazza's in town. Oh, she is, yeah. Shazza yeah, Canning. And I don't even know why Shazza really came back. I think she came back to hang out at the festival. 
I don't know. Apparently the news of this festival oh. reached far and wide. It, it was a hot ticket item even though. Yeah, but they didn't get many people. Bums on seats, not so much. No, no. because no. they didn't have a closing act. Yes. <laughs> people weren't going to buy tickets to that. No, it was going to be Carl. Meanwhile, Georgia is really frosty with Dr. Dick. And so I'm like, right, Georgia, time to get the lawsuit rolling. Toadie's your cousin. Call in some legal right, exactly. advice. Yeah. But nothing. Get Imogen onto this. Nothing. Imogen's busy, though. She's planning a wedding that's not hers at <laughs> yes, this point. That she would like to be hers. Yeah. And what she ends up doing is grabbing one of the good iced coffees from Anson's Corner. I noticed that. So we, we have resolved now of which iced coffee is the good iced coffee. Oh, which one is it? I can't even remember the yeah. name of it now, but I know the I know the the shape of the bottle. <laughs> and I've got a I've got a vouch as a connoisseur. It is a good iced coffee, that okay, one. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um but well, but so she tips it all over him and it's like it's cold even. Like it's not even hot. It's not even hot coffee. <laughs> I mean, she does tip it onto his groin region. Yeah. So good aim, but a hotter beverage would have really done the trick there. And you know what? I think it would have been – I think skip away from the groin region. I think if she just poured that all over his head, it would have been better. Yeah. 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 But I feel like that can't be it, can it? No, because I think she's going to forgive him. Uh, but what about uh, – I want her to be rich. I reckon what they need to do is talk to Naomi about this because Naomi would be the one to say, we're going to sue the pants off him. Oh, yeah. I'll go prepare the paperwork for you. Naomi has become like a loved street member. Yes. I yes. love it. I think it's great. But you know what? Some like, This is just a really side point. Yeah. Like, like an issue that I noticed. So there's um, behind all the festival garb, they've got the um, sponsors of the festival. Oh, yes. It's like the places we know, like Rebecca Law and, and the garage and stuff. Yeah. And I noticed Rebecca Law's on there. Yeah. Now, Toadie and Naomi hadn't made up until recently. That's true. So how did she get that sponsorship? Because <laughs> Paul wasn't getting it. She probably just had a bunch of um, blank paperwork with Toadie's signature already pre-prepared. Probably. Oh, she knows it. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. probably got a stamp, rubber yeah, stamp. Probably. And she probably just put that through. Probably. Because, <laughs> like, I'm like, you hadn't like a sort of an affair with him, like not really, but yeah. sort of. And um, yeah, anyway, so but, I just wanted to point that out. But as we established in the previous Neighbours, uh, we think Toadie's freelance now. So like. He just pops in and out, yeah. He needs some more. Yeah, and when Naomi was there, she was really getting in the gigs yeah. for him and that's not happening. So, so he probably now. needs a bit of extra flyering done. Yeah, but then again, he's sort of running the nursery while Sonia's in <sighs> town and, you know. So they got a lot on. Okay. So let's get to. Delta Goodrum, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one of my faves. So she's one of your faves. We'll just, I, I feel like I need to point out that I wrote a review of Born to Try when it came out. Yes, for a music publication. Yeah. yeah. And did, it wasn't a favourable review. Sure, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that we can continue to be friends, but that's fine. We'll resolve this later. <laughs> and then she became famous. Yeah. And I really held it against her. Because <laughs> I'm like, no, I said you were shit. <laughs> I thought she had... She had wonderful lyricism and a beautiful voice <laughs> and I really liked Nina, shy little Nina. I like Nina back then better than Nina now. Yeah, you know what? Nina's I've, like, I want to live like common people. I have a confession to make. I liked Nina then as well. <laughs> I was – Nina was a little bit under for me this week. Yeah. Um, because – so firstly, Nina, Nina's back, right? And she's – to rage is flat knacker because one of her casuals hasn't turned up. So to rage has yeah. had to run around the hotel and do odd jobs. Yeah. 
And I'll tell you what, things fall apart at the same pretty quickly at Lasseter's <laughs> if one. Like, her, that room was a mess. She said to come in and do, like, hospital corners on the bed sheets and stuff. So but she, if someone can do them, it's, an, it's deranged. It's, of course. Yeah. She, yeah. The, the guy probably didn't even call in sick. She was like, I'll just do it. <laughs> so she's getting Nina's hotel room ready. Doesn't know it's Nina because uh, Nina walks into her room. By the way, who checks her in when the room's not even ready? Yeah, that's inappropriate. She just wanders up from reception with a key. Yeah, she knows the place. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, go up. Someone's still making your bed, but just go And I there. love how no one recognises her at the start. Oh, no, no, no one. Because she's meant to be super famous, right? Yeah, she's, so she's gone from Bollywood to Hollywood. That's right. So she's done the Tanya Zayda. Tanya Zayda. Let's or let's think of someone else who might be the equivalent of fame over there. Um, or maybe even like a Holly Valance. Yep. Okay. Not in Bollywood, but someone yep. who's gone yep. overseas to pursue a career. Yep. Holly Valance or the the girl that played Katya, who was in Dollhouse for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone of that level would come back. Yeah, but around that town, they would be known by everyone. Of course. Yeah. So also she walks into the cafe looking for Harold because it's called Harold's store. Yeah. And Lauren is there and Lauren doesn't recognise her. And Kate on Twitter pointed out that Lauren and Delta are stepsisters, former stepsisters. Really? Because Lou, for a brief period, married Trixie Tucker, Delta's mum. Yeah. How does her ex-stepsister not recognise her? I know Lauren's a different actress now. But Delta's not. But Well, that and, like, even if they never met, she'd be like, oh, Lou's ex-daughter, step, yeah, she, stepdaughter is She would have seen photos. Famous. She would have seen yeah. photos. She would have been like, oh, hey, my dad's wife's famous daughter. But to That's be her fair, album. Lauren's had a bit on. Okay, I guess. I guess. She's strained. She's stressed. She wasn't thinking clearly. Wasn't thinking. Delta's had yeah. some lighter highlights put in. She has. She also seems to be taller. And just sort of bigger now, leaner. Yeah, yeah. like like a bigger person. I don't mean like fa- like fat. Yeah, I mean no. like just like statuesque. Yeah, and like her hair's bigger. Everything's bigger. You're right. You're yeah. right. So okay, maybe she just didn't. It didn't cross her mind. Yeah, and that's probably because she was like 17 when she was on it last. So you know, it's fair that she's changed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's blossomed. Yeah, but she was. Remember the like the little flashbacks and stuff. She was a oh, little girl when she was she on was it. Like a really, you know. Thing. She was a little thing yeah. with a fringe and rosy cheeks. And now when I see her, I'm like, why did I hate her so much? Like, that's that's wrong, Catherine. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Yeah, that's wrong. Because she was... But she proved me wrong and became yeah. famous. So. She was darling. <laughs> yeah. Now, she's in the hotel room and so Tarage doesn't recognise her. Mm-hmm. And Nina says, I'm Florence Arnaud here to check in. And she makes up this pseudonym. Yeah, that was weird. Which Tarage was fascinated by. <laughs> I've never heard anyone be so intrigued by the fake name that someone gives themselves. Mm-hmm. So, because later on in the episode, she's like, "Why did you choose the name Florence? And why did you choose Arno?" And Nina has to go into this five-minute backstory about how she was supposed to meet Jack Scully in Florence and hang out at the Arno River. But then again, she should have just said, "I really like Florence." Yeah. End of story. <laughs> yeah. So Nina's gone away and learnt how to tell a ripping yarn that goes yeah. for quite a while. So Jack plays soccer. Is that the deal? That's right, yes, yes. Okay, and it's Jack Scully? Jack, yeah, um, like Flick's brother and so, Steph's So brother. Lynn is her mother-in-law, sort of. Lynn is her mother-in-law, yeah. Great, okay. Yeah, Lynn didn't come back to say hi. But here's the thing. This is what part of what bothered me with Delta's stories this week. No one in the street kind of gave a toss. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, Lou was pretty rapt to see her. To Rage was 
getting on well with her. Georgia was pretty excited. Yeah, but that didn't happen until Friday. I know. And you think, like, Georgia, she's a singer. Yeah. She, she would have been, like, thinking of Delta frequently throughout her yeah, life. Yeah, Georgia was probably like, maybe I can be her backing singer. Yeah, and, like, you know, they've performed at the same venue. Yeah. At the, at the pub. Oh, of course. And, um, you know, so anyway, but... No, no, no one cared. They were just like, whatever. No, and like Connor didn't even drive down from Geelong or wherever he is to say hi. No. No one. But I, she did secretly come. That's true. But it was it's kind of like when you go back to your old school or something. Like as an adult, if like I've been back to my old school. D- did everybody clap? Give it to <laughs> No, because no one knows who I am. Oh, you meant like nobody cared then? No one like cares. no one cares on Ramsey Street when, when Delta comes Or back. it's like if I went there because my brother had a school thing on and, yeah. and I was like 22, I wanted to see old teachers and have them go, oh, Vaya, you've become so great. <laughs> and like no one cares. This is this is what I felt with I've Delta. I've never been back to my old school. <laughs> I can't even imagine it. But <laughs> yeah, I didn't go back after that. But it's the same. <laughs> Delta was kind of expecting all this fanfare. So then – well, I don't blame her. Like, she's come, like, she could have gone to Florence. True. Instead yeah. of Erinsborough. <laughs> and then she has to sit in the cafe. She's catching up with Lou and Suze and Carl. Like, Lou and Suze. So the poor old thing, she can't find any of her old friends, so she's got to hang out with Lou and Suze. Well, yeah, and, and so she doesn't know Paul because she was like, I don't want to see Paul yeah, Robinson. Yeah, she keeps saying, I don't, don't want to see him, I don't want to see him. And I think it's because he wants to book her to sing at the concert. Yeah. And she doesn't want to. But I feel like, you know, because Paul's had some years where he hasn't been on the show. Yeah. So they must have been those years. Yeah. And I found it odd. Well, firstly, she just sits there and Lou and Susan just rattle off Nina's CV for us all. So yep. we know what she's been up to. Yeah. Like, oh, and then you released your follow-up album. It was like they were doing an interview on video hits with her. Uh, yeah. But then again, like Susan's the school principal, so she she I guess cares about this local coupon. Oh, good. anytime Nina releases an album, she would put that in the school newsletter. Yeah, like there's um there's a poster at your school, apparently in the principal's <laughs> office. Yeah, of you clearly. You know, no, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Um, of um Eric Banner. I was gonna I was gonna say I was either Eric Banner or one of the old fo- one of the footballers. Yeah, well, there probably is yeah. them as well. And apparently, he almost got kicked out of your school, but now, oh yeah, like let's just put this up. He's literally the poster boy of that school. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing. Yeah, anytime Eric Banner did anything, it's like, oh, he went to this school, he went to our school. So yeah, Susan's across it. Yeah, so she would be across it, and Lou Lou is her. Stepfather. Step, ex-stepfather. Yeah. So what happened with the mum? Did she die or something? Oh, nah, they just broke up. Like oh, okay, cool. Um, but so what What I loved is Susan reveals that Carl sometimes jogs to the dance mix of Born to Try. Oh, the, and, uh, and that's right, she's like, the dance mix at the end. Because <laughs> you can't just jog to Born to Try. Oh, no. It doesn't have a beat. <laughs> and then, so then. To- I love that there's a dance mix as well. Of course. Like, the, yeah. So then finally Nina comes back to the hotel room and sees that Teraja is still flat out. Teraja is vacuuming and... It really wouldn't have taken that long to fix that room up. No, she was in that room for about four hours. Yeah. And whoever was in that room probably should have played the gig because they were a rock star. Yeah. Yeah, they should be who was playing the gig. They trashed the place. Yeah, probably it was Carl and Susan on a night out. They shouldn't have got their deposit back from their credit card. No. And so what happens is Nina offers up her services. She says, I actually used to work in this hotel. She confesses that she's Nina Tucker. Mm -hmm. To Rage says, my daughter's in your old bedroom. (laughs) So they care. Yeah, they do care. Sort of. And Nina's like, I used to be a maid here. I'll help you out. And this is, I don't understand this whole cosplay of her being the chambermaid because 
Yeah, why did we have to do that? I thought she was going to be doing some evil scheme because she says, where's Paul Robinson's room? And then I thought she was going to go up there and poison him or something. (laughs) But no, she just does housekeeping. Yeah, and she just wears the little outfit. Looks adorable. Yeah, she did. She looked great. But also, I don't know. What what was that about? I don't know. I don't know. She literally walked Mm. around the hotel room in a maid's outfit cleaning. Because yeah. she wanted to feel like the little people. Well, yeah, I felt like she was. There was a little bit of the "I want to live like common people" going on <laughs> in the background, and I didn't love that. No, um, because I'm a common person. And she kept <laughs> she kept saying to Carl and, and Susan and Lou, "Oh, it's just great to feel normal." And <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, good on you. We're still here. Yeah, we live here. We've, Susan's a principal. We've never been to Hollywood. I make the coffees. <laughs> like this is this is life, Nina." I, I felt like someone wanted to say, get over yourself yeah. to her. And then right at the end, so Lauren and Matt, dad cop, have been having all sorts of trouble. Their marriage is on the rocks. Yeah. And Drab's been comforting Lauren. He's been mm-hmm. very sensitive to her needs. Well, things are not going well in the Turner household and things are not going well outside the Turner household no. either. <laughs> So inside the Turner household, she's been accusing Dad Cop of drinking during the day, which is fair because mm-hmm. he's been doing a lot of that. And they're but yelling. But then again, like he's on long service leave. I feel like he should be able to have a couple of daytime drinking sessions. He's on long service leave because he's a criminal. <laughs> Still, like maybe that, you know, some boys, they need they need a bit of that. He needs a couple of days. Yeah. couple of days. Lauren's not willing to give that to him. No. She needs him in the store. They've got to plan a wedding in two days. Oh my god, the wedding! The we'll, wedding. We'll okay, get we'll there. We'll the wedding. The wedding. Oh my god! Yeah, no one lifted a finger for that wedding. So, Except him. Yeah, yeah. Dad cop didn't even shave for his daughter's wedding. No, no. But I, like, am I wrong to say that Dad cop as a bad boy is getting a bit hot? It is working for him. Everyone <laughs> online was perving on dishevelled Matt. Although he still stands really upright. Yes. So you can tell he's not really disheveled, you know. <laughs> he's got the three-day growth in full swing. And he's got, like, liquor on his breath. Scruffy hair. And he's, like... Yeah, it's working for him. He's slur- Slurring his words. And so he spots Lauren and Matt in the courtyard. And Just holding hands. <laughs> like, if I ran into my ex and I decided to have a convo... And he took your hand... I would be, I would be, I would feel weird. Yes. Yeah. Like I wouldn't feel okay with that. And, and just because it's happening in a public square doesn't mean it's not weird anymore. Yeah, exactly right. I'm sorry, but I feel like poor old dad cop seeing that. Yeah. And in his bad state, I can understand why he went where he went. Not that I agree. Yes. But, you know. So he's, that's pushed him over the edge and, oh, my God, he has a drink with Shazza, Shazza Canning, Sharon. And the last time we saw her was at Georgia and Kyle's wedding and mm. she had had a crack at mm. Dad Cop. And we didn't know what had happened then. We did. No, we did. No, we did. Yeah. Oh, so, I, so, I didn't know. <laughs> I think that's the point. But I all I knew was that she'd given him the key, but I yes. never really knew whether he went. He, but he, she, yeah, she he, made that clear. He gave her yeah. the room key and he turned it down. Mm. But he'd seriously considered having a little one night stand. Yeah. And what happens now is that they have a they knock back a few drinks mm, and she then some shardies. Yeah. yeah. And then this was I think my highlight for the week. So there, we're in Lassiter's. To Rage turns a corner because she's doing she's still doing the housework. Yeah. You know, still cleaning that room, yeah. housekeeping, <laughs> walking around the corner. She turns a corner. She sees Sharon and Matt up against the wall, having the most. Intense heated makeout session of yeah. all time. 
Like, I kind of want to have a makeout session like that. It like, it was, was pretty full on. They were, like, tearing at each other's clothes, climbing all over each other against um, the wall. I had to rewind it twice. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he, and he just got hotter. Yeah. And so they're, like, necking. And to rage. He just, doesn't do that with Lauren. No. I've, they just go on bike rides. They do. Every now and then they, you remember sometimes they'll go, let's go to the bedroom. And that's it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one, he's, like, taking her all, like, all over the shop. They were... It was almost all over, like yeah. in yeah. the hallway. <laughs> in the hallway. So then we end Monday with Tarage just running off in horror. So Tuesday, Tarage comes barreling out of the hotel and has second thoughts, goes running back and starts banging down the door to the hotel suite. Yeah, I loved that. I oh, loved it. It was forceful. Yeah, and he answers the door. Yeah, but because so, he's on the other side of the door, his shirt's unbuttoned. He is, and things were pretty heated when he went in the room. Yeah, and guess what Shazza's doing? She's in the bathroom. She's showering. Yeah. Why is she well, showering? <laughs> see, see, technically she could shower before to make herself nice and clean. <laughs> um, I feel like there wasn't time for that. They were pretty ready to go. Yeah, and also I feel like there wasn't any stopping for, for cleanliness. No, um, no, 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 no. this behalf. So, but then he says to her, "Did you order room service?" And she says, "Like, when did she have a like?" He said, "From the bathroom." Like, who does that? Does she have an app that she's just ordering? (laughs) So he thinks it's room service, and so my reaction is, "Well, they just did the deed. This has happened. Yeah, they've got it on, and she's showering, and he's putting his clothes back on. It was pretty obvious." But then he opens the door, and on the other side is to rage, looking Mm. like a really angry mum, like she's now cop. Yeah, yeah. mum cop. Mum cop. Because she yanks Matt out of there and says, we're leaving. Like she's just gotten a kid in trouble. Yeah, and she's going to take him right down to the principal's office. Correct. Yeah. And she yanks him out of the hotel and asks him, how far did it go? And he's like, not that far. See, that's untrue. Okay, this yeah. is a lie. He, this is lies. Yeah. And I was so stunned by his reaction, by his answer, that I tweeted the writer of this episode. Yeah. And said, you said, hello, come excuse talk me. to me. Excuse <laughs> me. How far did that go? Yeah. Because she was showering. And he said, look, if Matt says it didn't go that far, we just oh, have yeah. to trust him. Boys club, that one. Was that a boy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're all keeping it under wraps for Matt. <laughs> so he might be able to trust Matt. I do not trust yeah. Matt. He shagged Chaz. <sighs> it so happened. He's got a year off work too. Imagine how many people he can have an affair with. <laughs> and... Um, again, he had an affair at the hotel where, like, everyone works, works. at. Yeah. yeah. Like, Therese, she gets pretty involved in things. Yeah. She, like, runs the joint. Yeah. Paul owns it. Nina Tucker's there as the maid. Like, it's probably would, it probably would have been more discreet if they started making out and ran into the waterhole toilets and just done it in there. Yeah. They probably should have gone to Anson's Corner. <laughs> really. Anson's Corner needs to build a motel. Yeah, because they'd have a lot of traffic. A saucy hotel. They would have traffic That's, through there. Yeah, no, it's got to be like drive-through motel. Yeah, like when when Kyle and Georgia came back from their honeymoon yeah. and like were secretly hiding, they could have hidden at the Anson's Correct. Corner place. So there's some business opportunities there. So we'll leave them because they've got to get ready for Amber's wedding now. Well, and I kind of liked that. I felt it was really adult of Dad Cop and Therese to be like, "We're going to have to put this in the back pocket because yeah, your yeah. daughter's getting married and." You, you can't ruin this. Yeah. So he's not going to shave or anything. No. Nah. But he's not going to no like. Time. Yeah. And he's probably still got a hip flask. Yeah. Yeah. Because things, they they went down pretty quick for him. Like he was a normal guy and then he was 
this guy yeah. within like a I, week. I feel like he announced that he was leaving the show and they're like, quick, quick let's just cram all this story in so we can write Oh, is out. he leaving? Yeah, he's leaving. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no, Lauren. Although, on the other hand, yay, Lauren. <laughs> oh, I thought they could have worked it out. But anyway. Okay, what else happened on well, that day? Yeah. We, 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 shouldn't, we shouldn't focus it's on more, it. Yeah, it's more likely for them to work it out now that he's extra hot and dishevelled. Oh, no. Should have been waste. like, whatever. What a waste. So, meanwhile, the Paul's tried to ship Amber off to the Great Barrier Reef to photograph turtles. Yep. So that she'll miss the wedding. Yep, sounds legit. <laughs> and... They've look. They've all worked out that this is bullshit. Like Naomi's, yeah, but I love Naomi's line. She's like, "You don't think it's weird that someone with no experience <laughs> has been called off to the Gold Coast or wherever <laughs> to like do underwater aquarium shots?" Yeah, like we all understood it was dodgy, and I love how Naomi was the voice of us. Yeah, just telling them all, guys, this is bogus, and everyone's like, "No, no, this happens. Dreams come true in Aaronsborough. What?" <laughs> so they. Paul calls the whole thing off. They call Amber back from the turtles in time for the wedding. By the way, and what was he going to do? Like, was he going to get a whole plane stalled for Amber? He's done it before. He's oh. organised a joyride that went wrong. Oh, he did too, didn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's highly possible. Like, I forget that he's really wealthy and, and powerful because because of that criminal record he can't go over to the New York office. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, I forget, like, really just how, how much money he has. So he's just got, he saves his money and he can pull strings and he, he's got a lot of prison favours that he can call it's in. true, true. So... And Greg Canning could come back at any point and help him out. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Paul's got to come up with a new plan because the turtle's backfired. So he's got his eyes peeled for that. Now, Imogen, mm. she's about she's about to hit breaking point mm. with this wedding. Mm. So she's in love with Daniel. He's about to marry her so-called best friend, although and they don't really hang out much. As Naomi put it, you're about to be in love with a married man and yeah. that's very different. Yeah. Yeah. And it isn't. I don't know. I don't remember feeling that way about someone and having to turn it off. But isn't it possible? To turn it off? Yeah. Well, I always found the best way was to find a new crush. Yeah, well, I mean, that seems legit. And But there's no one else that's not her brother, right? But she could go and walk around the university and... Oh, that's true. When is she going to... She's not going to classes at all. No. No. And Amber hasn't been I mean, to a class since she's enrolled. I guess Imogen, maybe she's downloading the lectures and listening to them on podcasts look, or something. Look, look, I've done that, Anna. You don't really do it. <laughs> She's downloaded them. She just hasn't listened back. Yeah, no, she hasn't. She hasn't listened back and she didn't do the extra reading. So I'm worried about these kids and their studies. Mm. They'll have exams soon and suddenly it'll be like, oh, oh like, we've got exams. Oh, now we have to repeat first year uni. <laughs> We're 27 now. <laughs> okay. Now Imogen is trying on her bridesmaid's dress. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I forgot this was the most important part of the week. Yeah. Yeah. It's mint green. Not a great choice. No. But it doesn't look bad on her. Like the choice of colour, it wasn't great, but it was it suits her. It was pretty and flowy. Mm. And what's important about this dress is that she's standing in front of a mirror mm. to look at herself in the mirror. Mm. And so she's, instead of trying the dress on in her bedroom, mm-hmm. she's got that big mirror. That in the living like, room. In the living room. Um, and it looked like it had like a cupboard. Like it looks like it would be a sort of a hard mirror to carry. Jewelry stand mirror. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And, but she's, she's trolled that down from Nina Tucker's old bedroom. Yes. So we'll get to this mirror and how it plays it out in a second. But it's important that it was there. Uh, now, Paul has also brought in Des from back in the olden days of Neighbours. Oh, yeah. And he's, he's going to talk about what it's like to marry someone that's not right. <laughs> he talks about, was it, did he marry a stripper or was he? He did marry the stripper yeah. eventually or, yeah. or like in love with. I can't remember yeah, right. they got married. Um, but 
so he was going to get married to someone and got called off and then he hooked up with the stripper from the Bucks party. Yeah, great. Brilliant. Brilliant. Why didn't they organise a Bucks party for Daniel? And I thought, yeah, exactly right. (laughs) Daniel could, maybe we could have got Flower back or whatever her name was. Rain. There we go. (laughs) And here's the thing, right? So Imogen and uh, Paige are supposed to be Amber's bridesmaids. Who's Daniel's, who's Daniel's groomsman? Paul, I think. And was it? Yeah, because at the top of the church when... Oh, well, later. Later. Yeah. It was Paul. It was Paul. Right. And so there's just... Oh, yeah, he said best man duties when he went around to tell Amber that oh. things aren't great. <laughs> so he's got no friends. No friends from the commune. He's no friends because the only friend he has when he got to Erinsborough yeah. was Josh. And Rain's not come, didn't come back for the wedding. No, no. She wouldn't be welcome. So here's the Could thing. Could you imagine like Amber would start losing it and start having flashbacks? Yeah. No, flashbacks if, if Rain got there. In meanwhile, Imogen's dropped round. She's brought over Daniel's vows. Yeah. Did she write them? <laughs> probably. Yeah. I don't know. How, Daniel probably drew a picture. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the My Family stickers on the back of a car? That's what it would be. <laughs> It'd be like, man loves girl. And then he put a love heart and then he handed it to Imogen and he said, can you write this up for me? <laughs> so she brings around the vows and Paul asks her, what's, what's in those? And he has Imogen describe the wedding vows to Paul because he's starting to get a bit of an inkling mm. that Imogen's got something going for her. He does, yeah. Ne- what is he, nephew? And Imogen starts going, oh, you know, I haven't read them, but they're so Daniel. They'll be so all about, they'll be so loving. They'll be really mm. free-spirited. He's all about emotion and his heart and she just waffles on. Yeah, sad. And Paul just reads her like a book and is like, uh-huh, okay, yep. And basically says, so you got the hots for the groom? Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, 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 no. I, I'm going to be a lawyer, but I don't have a poker face yet. I can't lie. <laughs> so Paul trots off and he goes and gets a little trinket from Charlene's wedding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we had a couple of shout outs to Charlene <laughs> this week. I had some problems. It's the day before the wedding at this point. Nobody cares. That no, they're not there. No one cares. No one's setting anything up. Like, I was a bridesmaid late last year, and the night before the wedding, we were hanging decorations. We were tying string yeah. to jars. Like, we were gathering tea candles. There was shit to do. Yeah. We were picking grass in a field for yeah. flower arrangements. We were flat knacker. Yeah. Well, you guys were, you know, quite organic about it. <laughs> These guys had a wedding planner, Imogen. <laughs> But they also wanted organic. I mean, I guess she made the paper cranes for them last week. Yeah, I didn't understand what that was about, no, really, to be honest. No. Anyway, but didn't really go with it. The- it didn't, yeah. But no one cared that Charlene wasn't there or the brother or the grandma. No one's there. And then no, no one's planning to fly out till the day of. Day of. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, who can blame Scott and Charlene? Like, they only just got rid of this kid. <laughs> and now they've got to go down to Melbourne. <laughs> Uh, so he's brought around this little trinket and gives it to Amber as her something blue. Mm. I didn't even know what it was. It was some it was a garter. some late 80s abomination that was chul and... No, it was a garter yeah, you know, okay. that you put on your um, it leg. It was aqua blue. Yeah, so it was blue, borrowed and old. Yeah. And, well, it wasn't new, but I guess her dress is new. But that doesn't really matter because no. she didn't really have the luck, did she? No. So Paul basically says... Oh, by the way, it's really good of you to include Imogen in your wedding party. Oh, yeah. What a, what a good sort you are. You know she's in love with him, right? Yeah. Bam. No, you know that. Truth bomb. Oh, Drops my God. It and I runs. was so stressed out about this that I tweeted. 
I don't like, even tweet. And you were angry at Paul. Which I know. Never happens. But I just thought I was I was really upset because Paul like that's inappropriate, Paul. You can't just slip it in in conversation. It doesn't matter who you are, Paul. I actually it filled me with joy. No. He, he, he was grasping at straws. He tried the turtles. They didn't work. He tried old relatives. They didn't work. He tried to confront the issue himself. He did that yeah. earlier. Yeah. So the last thing he had left was to send the love interest in. And But I felt like he could have actually gone around and gone, Emma, look, I've figured out the image is in love with. Like, like, confront the issue. Yeah, not just go, oh, it's really good of you to let the your friend who's in love with your fiancé yeah. Like, even if Amber did know that, it's not appropriate to say it like that. No. Yeah. So he drops the truth bomb and runs. Mm. And then we get to my favourite scene of Tuesday. Mm. And that is Amber comes barreling over to Imogen's house. And Imogen's in the living room. And Amber says, is it true that you're in love with Daniel? Mm. And this look of horror passes over Imogen's face and she just has this – she goes white and just has this reaction like, oh, my God, oh, my God, the truth is out. The she truth knows. out, yeah. And then she goes, no. And then Amber goes, I can see your face in the mirror. And, and, we, and we were all like, what? Why is there a mirror there? That, and then, yeah. that's As if that's a thing. So we pan out and there's the mirror. It's exactly like the classic on Friends. I can see your face in the TV. Like, yeah. I didn't actually think there would be a mirror, but the mirror that was placed in the earlier scene yeah. had its payoff. It really did. Chekhov's mirror went off and Imogen's face gave the game away. And then that's where we leave Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, I I was reminded at school once I was sort of, uh, you know, I loved a boy. I was like Imogen. I was in love. Yeah. And I remember mouthing something and saying like, I love him or something like <laughs> that. And the deaf girl went, who? <gasps> And I'm like, oh no! That's that's what I was reminded. That's an incredible of. device, yeah. Like t- television device. They should use that. Yeah, they should. They should get Vanessa the deaf girl. I wonder what she's doing now. <laughs> she's probably a great Auslan interpreter. <laughs> probably. I have no idea what she does. They sh- they should get a yeah a <gasps> lip reader. Wow. Yeah, it would be um, amazing. What a bombshell! So it's the day before the wedding. Imogen knows that her maid of honor loves the groom, and yeah. that's where we leave it. Yeah. Okay. Now. Here's where we get to the big 30, dirty 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me read the bio, the publicity bio. Yeah. It's Amber and Daniel's big day, but will it go off without a hitch? Mm-mm. Nope. Harold lets Susan in on his big secret and Nina finds her old self and her new inspiration. Mm. Her new inspiration sounded a lot like someone else's inspiration. Whose? The first four bars yeah. were Imagine. <laughs> and I'm not the only one that picked it up. <laughs> I'm like, they're probably common chords or whatever. Like, I don't know anything about guitars, but I mean, (laughs) I know things about guitars, not pianos. Yeah. Um, So they're probably common, but it was just like, and then it was just like, and then into her own (laughs) song. And I'm like, um, (laughs) like the lawyer that just sued Pharrell and, um. Oh, Blurred Lines. For Blurred Lines should get over to Australia. (laughs) Yoko's going to get some money from this one. So so Nina's been listening to her Beatles albums to get some inspiration. (laughs) It's the morning of the wedding. Okay, mm. let me just say that none of the external family members have arrived no, to help. No. no one's helping with hair and makeup. No one's taking photos. No. Like, who's taking photos? Amber's the photographer. That's true. They're probably going to have to get that rat bag she worked for last year to take the photos. <laughs> now, Amber confides in Paige and her mum that Imogen loves Daniel. So she calls Daniel and tells him Imogen's not coming to the wedding. And meanwhile, a storm has hit Brisbane. Oh, yeah. And I was waiting. Yeah, you, you were like, what is going to stop this family 
from coming to their son's wedding. Now, everyone from Darwin has gone to Brisbane. Yeah, very confusing. So, Kathy, the well, gra- we have direct flight. Yeah, Kathy and Mason have gone to Brisbane mm. to meet up with Scott and Charlene, and they were all going all gonna to fly down to Melbourne. Can you imagine the Instagram photos from that flight? <laughs> like, they would have been selfie this, selfie that. It would have been great anyway. Yeah, it's been a while since they've come down. Yeah. So, like, but they couldn't book. Okay, if my son is getting married, like, say on Saturday, yeah, you and I check the weather forecast. Yeah, to you'd, see what the weather. You come the Saturday before. You come Saturday. Firstly, yes, to help yeah. them. I'm just going to help them make the photo booth props or whatever I've got to do. Yeah, you'd have things on. But if I can't get out of work for whatever reason, and I got to come down mm. a bit closer to the day, and I'm looking at the weather forecast, and it says massive storm in Brisbane on the day of my flight, I would have said, oh, Saturday's probably not a great day to fly out. Let's move our flight forward to Thursday or something. Yeah. Saturday's no. not a great day because I'm going to go from the airport to the wedding. And a lot of flights get cancelled. Like if they're on Tiger. Yeah, or Jetstar. They're going to have to rebook. So it's just bad planning. Yeah. I mean, Paul could have booked them a first class private And ticket. as like other people were mentioning online, like she's a mechanic. They would have done a road trip. Yeah. They should have driven out on Monday and they would have been here in plenty of time. Yeah, and if the car broke down, she could have fixed it. Correct. <laughs> yeah. So I just think we need to stop romanticising Scott and Charlene because they bad can't, parents. they can't be trusted to roll up to the most important event of their son's life. Yeah, but I feel like they don't really like him. <laughs> okay, fair. That, that makes like, sense. Then. That's actually my theory. They didn't even book flights. No. They were just like, eh, looks pretty stormy out. Yeah, like, you know how they were like, oh, they're all at the airport together. That was all made up. They're yeah. just trying to look after poor Daniel's Bambi feelings. <laughs> and Mason's like, ugh, this wedding's not happening. I'm yeah. staying in Darwin. Yeah. <laughs> so their flight's delayed. Meanwhile, Imogen has confided in her daddy that she loves the groom and he suggests she leave. <laughs> she's she's like, well, maybe I'll go camping. Yeah, because Imogen's been camping before. Yeah, she's a camper. <laughs> last, she's... last time she went camping, like Josh fell off a cliff. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah, send a young girl camping on her own when she's vulnerable. Yeah, and really sad and her car's not that great. Her car spent more time in the shop than it has on the road. Yeah. And meanwhile... So Daniel wants to fix things. Yeah, he wants to fix things. And So Imogen's sitting in the pub contemplating life and looking at this framed photo of Agnes and Frederick that oh, she's made. Bloody Agnes and Frederick. Oh, I don't care about And now I kind of understand why they were, they were a thing. It's because they had to be the reason for this disaster in, yeah. this, in this episode. Can I, I've got so many problems with the well. Oh, the well. All right. We've got to get these guys down the well. Yeah, we've so got to get it. She... So Tom Ramsey... I don't... Some old guy rocks up from previous oh yeah whatever we've never met him from neighbors past yeah, yeah like talk to me when billy and ann come back neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> i don't care about tom or guy or whatever so he tells imogen oh agnes and frederick there was a wedding he her she threw her wedding ring in the i don't know she threw in the well in the well like when he started talking about throwing it down i thought she might have thrown it in the lake like um madge did like everyone else yeah like ruth Ruth Wilkinson chucked her ring down Ruth there. Ruth Wilkinson. Like, everyone wow. chucked their wedding ring down that lake. So Imogen heads off to pack her bags to go camping. Daniel spots her in the car and jumps into the car. And you know where she should have gone? Canada. Yes. You can get a flight to Canada really quickly these days, apparently. Go hang out with her sister and her hockey player boyfriend. Yeah, that's what she should have done. That's a great weekend. Things would have ended up better. She could have found one of the hockey player teammates. Never come back. Double date. Yeah, no one has to live 
with Brad anymore. <laughs> oh, see, Piper should have been weighing in on all this. Mm-hmm. She could have sorted it out. So it, Daniel and Imogen are in the car and he's like, we've got to fix things between you and Amber so you can come to the wedding. And mm. Imogen's like, no, not now's not the time. Yeah. And then the car stops, I think. Yep. Oh, no, no, she stops it. Yeah, yeah or yeah. breaks down or something. Yeah. That car's unreliable. Yeah, they need to get rid of it. And he's like, tell me what's going on, tell me what's going on. And she goes, I'm, I'm in love with you, I'm in love with you. And blurts it out and then says, and somehow in that sentence she gives away the information that there's a ring down the well. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> this black and white photo is from yeah. World War Two or One. Yeah. Yeah. And that ring doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, because it's a pearl. So it's composed, like it's decomposed. It's decomposed now. Well, think of all the water that's flo- like, no. And, and the muck, the right prescription CDs down yeah, there. Yeah, it's like four metres down in mud. No. So the first problem. Mm. So I just want to point that out. Yes. But, you know, Daniel's not the sharpest tool in the shed. No, so he's, nowhere, he's, he's nowhere near that shed. No. <laughs> he, no, yeah, nowhere. But So he takes from that conversation, he doesn't go, oh, you poor thing, you have unresolved feelings. He goes, Let's go get the ring. Yeah. We'll fix it. We'll get the ring. And then we'll give it to Amber and then you guys will be friends and then we can all get married. Yeah. (laughs) So this idiot jumps out of the car and heads over to the well. And he he jumps on the phone to Amber. He's about to say, look, we're straightening this all out. Don't even worry. Yeah, but he he leaves the worst message ever. It's the worst. The most undecipherable, which is probably a standard message for Daniel anyway. Yeah, he probably, I, Daniel, bye. He's probably only used to sending emojis. Yeah. What was his emoji for this moment, do you reckon? It's like, dancing girl, well, ring. Thumbs up. (laughs) Poo emoji. (laughs) Meanwhile, while he's on the phone, Imogen pops down the well. Down she goes. In she goes. Make a wish. And she just got like a a little duck going underwater. She just like, and Daniel, the idiot, jumps in after her. Yeah, puts too much weight on the little thingy. Let's not tell anyone that we're going down a well. Let's just hop on in. Yeah. So a well that we didn't even know about recently. A hundred year old well, and recently water spurted out of. Yeah, Yeah. and so of course the rusty old ladder snaps off, Mm. and they're stuck down there. Yeah. Cut to Amber. She's now in her wedding dress. And she looks great. She looks breathtaking. She's that, beautiful. Her skin was glowing and that dress was great. She had lovely braids in her hair. Oh, she did with flowers. She looked like a little flower fairy. It was beautiful. Gorgeous. And, but, of course, once you see the dress, you know the wedding's not going to happen. Mm. Never happens. And that's when Paige tells Amber, oh, look, I probably shouldn't mention this, but I kind of did see Daniel and Imogen <laughs> head off together in the car. Yeah. Have a good wedding, <laughs> sis. <laughs> But she's just been made maid of honour. Yeah, that's right. Paige just got promoted. She doesn't care. Paige is in that one mint green dress that they probably only bought one of because yeah. they knew both girls wouldn't have to wear them. Exactly. And I just want to point out, we've just got to say here, that it was weeks ago when Vea said this wedding's not going to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Weeks. Yeah. Months, maybe. I mean, I did kind of, I misjudged the whole Daniel and Imogen are running off together situation. I did get that wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But regardless... Look, I can't win them all. No. No, but I knew, no, this wedding wedding was never going to happen. So Amber is sitting in the car and waiting and the clock's ticking. Um, Don't forget, the car was a gift from um, Charlene and Scott. Are you serious? Yeah, that was a moment. Somebody said, oh, nice car. Oh, it was a last minute gift from Scott and Charlene. They feel bad because they can't be here. You mean the high, it was a higher car, surely? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. but, yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, No, No, they wouldn't have bought a car. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, they've sent down, which is actually tradition. Tradition is that the groom's family pay, pay for the car. Oh, lovely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Car and flowers, but yeah. they just got the flowers like from from like, the lake, from the lake, yeah. or something. I don't know where they got them, but they weren't nursery, nursery. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, like yeah. Toadie and Sonia, their wedding present would have been the, the yeah, flowers. flowers. Yeah. Poor Toadie and Sonia, they probably make no money from weddings <laughs> in that town. So we have to quickly just mention that Nina is having trouble writing songs. Oh no. Don't know why. Oh, it's because she's she she's broken up with Jack, Jack Scully, and we're supposed to care. Yep. Um, yeah, because I don't really remember much about Jack, but I know. And that it's kind of like, care. oh, poor Nina, you're rich and successful. <laughs> your boyfriend, and you have to pretend to be a maid. <laughs> your boyfriend doesn't want to hang out with you in Florence, and you can't write songs. Deal with it. Just get it together. Did, did she ever write songs? Yeah, she always wrote songs. Yeah, she but wrote... does she like does Delta write? Yeah, songs? Delta co-writes everything. Sorry, I just want to point out because we don't have a visual that I'm getting <laughs> daggers right now. She had co-writing credits with other people, yeah. but like Born to Try was all her man. Yeah, actually, I, well, I'll take all that back. <laughs> In my damned review of her, I did say that she wrote them. That's why she's <laughs> so great. She was like 15 and writing songs. Yeah, and also like she'd written that song Born to Try like four years before it had been released or something. Yeah. she had like a several record deals. And also. If you listen to her first album, all the songs read like a teenager's diary. That's like, true. Do you remember when true. I was seven and I wanted to play the piano? Like, it's, yeah. it's a yeah. very schoolgirl type of songwriting. Beautiful, but young. Anyway, yeah. The, the point is, she's struggling now. Even though she's got an iPad, she can afford an iPad, but she can't write songs. But on don't it. you love how like everyone was invited to this wedding? Like Susan yes. came and said, "Come to the wedding," and, and Nina's like, "But I, I don't know these people." Actually, she would know this person because well, technically, Amber would be. Nina's stepniece, ex-stepniece. Well, somebody should have brought that up. Because, so her mum was married to Lou and it's Lou's granddaughter getting married. So yeah. I, I can't do all the maths on this, but no, I'm pretty can't. sure she's it's like... It's like twice removed It's like Auntie Nina. Now, in a moment, we'll get back down the well. Erin's Fest 2015 is hitting the burbs across several action-packed weekdays, featuring world-class act playing his or her greatest hit, wine and cheese tastings from two local vendors, a bake-off featuring Matt Preston and Susan Kennedy's coconut cream pie, glamour photos of old people and kids' entertainment, including Toadie dressed as a gold statue. For tickets and info, head to vic.gov.au slash Erinsfest. Erinsfest 2015. Presented by Erinsborough Council and Lassiter's Hotel Group. If you're not at Moomba, be there. You're listening to Neighbours. You're with Vaya and CJ and we're back down the well. Oh, no. Little Emmy's down the well with you Daniel. Know what? When I saw the previews, yeah. I could see the growth on the face when Daniel was screaming mm-hmm. and I thought it was Dad Cop, really, to be Ooh. honest, that he'd gone down the well. That would have been exciting. Because that's the thing. Daniel's still in his, like, singlet and shorts and he hasn't shaved. Mm. So he's not, like... He didn't even really seem fussed that his wedding was in like half an hour. No, he's like going down a well in, in his singlet and shorts. He's like, oh, new project. Let's go find a ring. Man, that, no. that kid says something shiny and he just runs. Imagine if he had found the we- ring and made it back to the wedding looking disheveled. No, oh, she wouldn't have cared the, because he had the uh, ring. I guess. I guess. <laughs> but if it was me, I'd been like, you get back to home and shower and then come back and we'll yeah. get married. <laughs> All right. And she's looking gorgeous and he's like come back from a well. Anyway. Yeah. So there's no phone reception down the well, of course, because it's a well. <laughs> there probably would have been SMS reception, i got to say. Yeah, and probably iMessage. Yeah. Like they probably could have – there probably could have been a bit of Wi-Fi happening. Or, or why didn't somebody do find my phone on these kids? <gasps> like, come on. I didn't even think of that. It's a, yeah, yeah. I, I have found my husband using Find My Phone. 
has he been? He had been drinking it. His phone had run out of batteries. <laughs> and we couldn't find him and he was trying to walk home. Yeah. I've yeah. done it too with my yeah. boyfriend. If I want to know, oh, should I put dinner on? How far away is he? I'll oh, just yeah. check. Yeah. Well, like some of my friends will be like, oh, I read my boyfriend's text messages. I'm like, I openly read my husband's phone all the time. <laughs> like it's completely normal. So the point is, if there's a missing person in our lives... Jump, use iPhone. Get on there. Yeah, Apple has created a whole lot of stuff where we can stalk people. Yeah. Now, Daniel's busted up his ankle in Mm. in the fall down the well. There were like Alice in Wonderland fluttering down the well. Oh, dear. We cut to Amber and she's sitting in the beautiful car, the old car. It was such a lovely shot with her in the car. Gorgeous. Yeah, it was beautiful. And got to acknowledge Lucas, Scott Major, directed this episode. Oh, did he? Okay, cool. So it was very artistic, Mm. I found Mm. this episode. Mm. So there's this lovely tableau where Amber's in the car, her whole family's gathered around. And, and she- Paul was sort of there on the outer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, maybe I did something last night. Um, <laughs> don't know if this is relevant, but I'll let everyone know Imogen loves Daniel. So Hashtag Orkies. Like- <laughs> I mean, I wanted to break apart this wedding. But I didn't want you to be sitting in the car out the front. I didn't want you to be sad. Yeah. <laughs> so. I thought I-, I thought I could do it with everyone being happy. Well, he almost did because she was going to be pretty happy photographing the turtles. That's true. That was win-win. Yeah, that was win-win. This way was not win-win. No. <laughs> so she picks up the phone and checks the voicemail to see if Daniel's left one. And she hears the worst voicemail in Australia. <laughs> it's like, I'm with Imogen. She told me about the thing. I mean, it's going to be fine. Anyway, ah, and it cuts out. I think he says, like, we're sorry about this or something like that yeah. as well. Oh, it was just, yeah, it was useless. <laughs> So, I don't know who gave this kid access to adult things like phones. Oh my god! And wells. <laughs> so Amber misconstrues this whole thing, and that's where she has the famous line from the promo: "Daniel and Imogen have run off together." Yeah, and then she says, "I'm going to go into that church, yeah. and tell everyone." Yeah, the the jilted no. bride never does that. Jilted bride, that's your moment. To you can avoid all you want it's in that moment. Like Sex in the City movie. Yeah, you run. <laughs> And but, you hopefully can run into him at some point and beat him up. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Susan very kindly offers to go and tell everyone, but Amber's like, I'm going to do this. I got it. Yeah. And she storms into that church. Oh, it was beautiful, it wasn't was. it? It was. And it was. Yeah, now that you're saying, like, it's artistic and stuff, like, it does. I'm, yeah. g- I'm getting chills thinking of it. So she walks down the aisle and she then. She reclaimed the church. Reclaimed the church. <laughs> Hashtag reclaimed the church. And she had, the, they'd strapped a camera to the actress. It's, it's on the neighbor's image. Imogen page, the mm. neighbor's Instagram mm-hmm. page. Yep. And so the cam- there's this angle of Amber walking down the aisle and all the goings on behind her and it's yeah. all like swirling around. And did you love how like their first reaction when the bride walks in the church is to stand up, right? Because yeah. that's what you do when a you bride go, walks oh, in the church. Oh, she looks lovely. And then you're like, but there's no groom. Does anyone know that the groom's not here? Yeah. Oh, man. And so she walks down the aisle symbolically and says to everyone i'm sorry the groom's not coming he's had a change of heart yeah yeah i'll return your presence of course i'll re- she was right on the ad because like imagine if people were like imagine if someone had just spoken up and said are you gonna return what about that vase i gave you <laughs> like we've shot out for a thermomix are we getting that back yeah <laughs> like i hope i'm getting that back so i can use it myself <laughs> yeah but no she was on it and so off she goes meanwhile carl and Sue's they're filling delta in yeah <laughs> They're like, so here's what happened. <laughs> and Delta's loving it. Yeah. And, and she's she's reminded of all of her feelings, I think, from yeah, this. Yeah, because she's like, look, I've regained some inspiration yep. for my songwriting. Yep. And Carl tries to get a Guernsey. Yep. He's like, do you think this could be a, a duet? He goes, we could be like Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett. 
<laughs> Sue's basically punches him in the face. So, and says, Sue Shut says up. you're not Tony Bennett. <laughs> oh boy, their relationship just gets better and better. Susan totally, Carl. and. Finally, and so Paul sees Nina and she's been avoiding him all week yep. and he's been trying to book her for the closing so, act. Hey, Nina Tucker, <laughs> do you think you could just pop up to the and do the thing? The festival. So here's the thing. They've got this closing festival mm. today. Mm. They haven't booked a singer or a musician or anything. And no one's saying anything. Like, they're just going to let it happen with, like, are they selling tickets to this? Yeah, well, they've, Carl's stepped up. So, yeah, they've got no one. I mean, you could go to The Voice or the Australian Idol, like, runners-up. Mm. There'd be someone down there in a jiffy. like Yeah, exactly. There's heaps of musicians around Australia that don't have a gig that day. Yes. Yeah. You could have a massive lineup just by getting reality show contestants to come yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. You could really get anyone. Remember that guy that used to be on it, the Dean guy? Oh, Dean Geyer. Yeah, he could have done it. Dean Geyer would have come back. Yeah, he's with, um, what's her name, right? Caitlin Stacey. Yeah, that's right. She's not coming back. Yeah. (laughs) So that's the weird thing. And Naomi, P.S., where has she been all week? Yeah, she's not really like lip, like she's she's kind of fallen at the last minute of her event she's management. She's never at any of the events that she's planned. She wasn't no. at the Bake Off. No. She's not going to be at the closing concert. So then he says, look, we've already got a grand piano set up at the concert. Yeah, I love, I love how that happened. Um, who's footing the bill for that? That's about as easy to move as that mirror. Is, is Was that in the festival budget? Like, let's book the piano before we've even secured the talent? Yeah. Like, Carl wasn't going to get on the piano. I think Georgia plays piano. Oh, she can't sing, though. No, she's got a bung throat. Yeah. So, Carl offers himself up and then Paul begs Nina, please don't make us all hear Carl. Oh, God. And Carl starts warming up for the gig and then they start hearing the right prescription music filtering down the well. Yeah, and they were like, we're going to die listening to this music. It doesn't look good, to be honest, for them. It does not no. look good. And the thing is, it's been like half a day and it looks pretty grim. Like they look like they, they're about to pass out from hunger. Yeah, like Imogen looks like she has emphysema. Yeah, like they've they've missed breakfast or something because mm. they're pretty weak. Yeah. And every time like Daniel tries to throw something or whatever, it just makes like half a metre. It's <laughs> a bit awkward. He's trying to make a rope out of his shirt oh. and like throws it up and then it just flushes and, like, what's, back what's down. What's he going to do once it gets to the top? Like what are you going to fasten it to? Yeah. It's dumb and dumber down that well. Yeah. And yeah. Pr- Images like she's a she's a good girl, but she's you know, she's asleep really. She's out of her depth. And yeah. I look I posed the only viable solution and that is that she needs to kill and eat Daniel. That's the only way she's gonna survive. Because she said we're gonna run out of water. She's forgotten that they're down a well. Yeah. Like, there's water hanging around down there. Yeah, well the water's coming next week. Now Josh finds Amber in her honeymoon suite. Oh yeah, because that's a great idea. I'm going to tell you what, if I'm ever jilted at the altar, I'm not heading to the honeymoon suite. No. No. And think of all the action that honeymoon suite's been through as well. I'm heading to the bar. Yeah. That's where I'm heading. Like, she should have gone camping. So, firstly, her family just doesn't stay with her. No. And they don't really know where she is. Paige kind of half knows because she tells Josh where she is. Like, fair enough, Lauren and, and um, Dad Cop have got a bit to resolve now. Yeah, but, but no one, Paige doesn't go to check on her. But they're all just really pumped. No one wanted this wedding to happen. They're all pumped. Also, there's going to be a free concert. Yeah, so they're like, look, stuff here. Yeah. Yeah. So she's in the hotel room. She still looks gorgeous. Mm. She makes a great jilted bride. She looks stunning. I don't know whoever's doing her colouring on her makeup. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. Meanwhile, to get Nina to perform at this concert, 
Carl pretends to lose his voice. And so <laughs> this whole party of Lou, Carl and Susan, Georgia, M- Mark, Detective Constable Mechanic. Yeah, and he doesn't care. He's just like, I'm just here because they paid me to be here today and I yeah. guess I've got to be in a scene. <laughs> Naomi's not there. So I love Mark so much. Right now. <laughs> I'm not even coping. Naomi's a vent. She's nowhere to be found. So, of course, they get Delta onto the stage. Yeah. And 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 just at the last second, so Paul's like, and um, the closing concert, Nina Tucker. And I feel, I feel for the girl because there were about 14 people in attendance. Yeah, there was not many. Which is kind of what happens if you don't book an act and you can't advertise the concert. Yeah. And you only find out who the act is as they're walking onto the stage. Yeah. Like, to be honest, yeah, these are all just faults of the event planning situation. So I felt for the girl. She's finally got her courage up to sing. Well, she wanted to be a common person. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is what a music act is like for a common person. So the whole. There's four people from your high school. Yeah. (laughs) It's Battle of the Bands. Yeah. So she has spent the whole episode battling with her inner demons, like, oh, mm. I've, I've lost the will to get on stage. Oh, you poor thing. I'm <laughs> sure you can live off the rest of the year with your earnings from Bollywood. Yeah, exactly right. Or just get up and play Born to Try again. Like, yeah. you know, it's fine. No one wants a new – no one has to have a new song. No, they were like – when she's like, I just wrote this, everyone's like, oh, damn it, we don't know the words. As far as the audience was concerned, they were turning up to watch a grand piano on stage. <laughs> and maybe with, with Paul, Carl just going, Hi. <laughs> So she sings Almost Human, lovely little ditty, and over that there's a montage of Imogen and Daniel down the well, Josh comforting Amber, and then at the very end of Almost Human there's a lovely little golf clap from the two dozen people that are watching. Yep. And all of Amber's family, no one's trying to get a hold of Daniel or Imogen. No one's trying to check on Amber to see if she's okay. They're just like, oh, well, guess the groom ran off. Guess Amber's sorting herself out. Amber's got to get her get her her stuff together now. Like, like it's just that's what she's got to do. Like Nina Tucker's new single. We're on board. Let's go to the concert. Yeah. <laughs> so Paige and Bailey are like hanging out at the concert. Mm. And I guess. I but think- the long story short yeah. is that Amber and Josh are in a hotel room together. No. <laughs> I thought it was great. No. And I could tell that he was sort of like he he didn't want to be the guy that he didn't he doesn't want to be the rebound guy. I think he does want to be the rebound guy. Well, he guy. does, like, physically. He's driven to it. <laughs> but, like, mentally, he wants to be the forever guy. Because he's realised, <sighs> like... Plus, he had, like, good arm muscles when he was hugging <laughs> But how great is it going to be when they come back? And I she realises that Daniel didn't do the dirty on her. But I think there may be some dirty done. Ooh, okay. Well, they're physically very dirty down that well. well. They are physically. But also, there's a lot of spooning going on. Yeah. Because for some reason they're running out of oxygen in that open well. Yeah. So at some point Daniel's going to go to sleep and then he's going to wake up. And if you're spooning when you wake up, there might be a surprise. <laughs> sure. Well, we saw Dad Cop get his end in earlier in the week. Exactly so who knows? Right. And Imogen's going to take advantage of that surprise. Why wouldn't she? And now here's my problem though. So Nina gets off stage. We find out Lou has sent the live feed of the concert. Don't know how he did that. No. Gosh, he's on the technology, isn't he? He has FaceTimed the live, the concert over to Jack in Italy. Yeah. And Jack has asked Nina if she'll So Jack and him, they they still text? Yeah, how did he get Jack's number? Yeah, but he's got everyone's number. Sky's got his number. Well, he must have called Lynn Scully to get it. Yeah, I'm sure that went well. Yeah, Lynn's like, why are you bothering me? Yeah. So he's, Aaron's for a festival. Yeah. No one invited me to the Bake Off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he's called Jack and Jack wants to reunite with Nina and get back together. And everyone's like, okay, well, see ya. 
don't let your really expensive door hit you on the way out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think what bothered me is that so Delta was probably the most famous person they got back for this reunion. Yeah, 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 definitely for the for the actual show. Yeah, for the for neighbors, like they had this um, the, they had this Talking Heads special earlier in the week. The mm. stars unite, mm. reunite. And it was basically all the people that couldn't be bothered coming and filming scenes for the actual show. Yeah, neighbours went to them and filmed Yeah, Kylie and Margot Robbie and Craig McLaughlin. I don't know why Craig McLaughlin's schedule was full. Like, Uh, He's doing a play. But they filmed Dr. Blake in Melbourne. It's not far. Oh, that's true. But he was still wearing his clothes? From the play. Yeah. I thought he was wearing his overalls that Henry used to wear. Oh, no, I I felt it was the play. Anyway, it doesn't matter. P.S. Why didn't Uncle Henry come to the wedding? I don't know. I only saw the ads. So my point (laughs) is... Clearly Delta only came back to launch her single and that makes me sad. Well, that and I don't understand why they had to do the whole story where she didn't accept the gig. To be honest, I feel like she should have just accepted the yeah. gig and then then she's got a reason to come. Like if she didn't want to do the gig, don't come don't at the time. Come. Yeah. yeah. Come she, next week. She should have accepted the gig and then the pro- she could have come back and said, I've just broken up with my boyfriend. I can't get on stage. I'm having a mental health day and I'm not doing this concert. Yeah, and she could have got really devery. Yeah. And been like, no. Oh, that would have been perfect. Yeah. And then there we go. To rage would have had to like separate out her M and M's into colours. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been so good. <laughs> would have given something. That would have given Brennan something to do. Naomi would have had to go and like get room temperature water, and you know, like this one time I used to work at a radio station and. Um, an Aussie actress who'd made it big overseas came in to be an interview guest. Yeah. It was like Abby Abby Cornish. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was like her first big interview in Australia after she'd done a after she had an affair with Ryan Phillippe. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, like oh, I'm really sorry I diminished her career to her sexual activities, but at that point that's what it was. That's what it was. That's yeah. what was a new idea. So I had to. I was tasked with getting her a cup of tea. Oh. And I was like, can I get you a cup of tea, a coffee? And she's like, yes, please. Can I have a, like a green tea? A herbal tea and I just was like oh my god our kitchen doesn't have herbal tea and I had to run it around now but I had not, to, then. not then I had to run around the whole radio station and go into like the sales department's drawers trying to find someone who had herbal tea stashed in their yeah, drawer she was like I live in LA yeah you were lucky she didn't ask for like a cold pressed juice <laughs> you would have been like oh what what <laughs> I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go get an orange and smash it yeah till it's juice and so I had to like steal peppermint tea from like the sales manager's drawer yeah. to give it to Abby, and it would have been like 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 um just like a, a normal like Tetley one. It was yeah. it was like twinings, yeah. and so and she would have been like one of one like the where the flower evolves, you know? Yes, yeah. and it was in like a really shitty office mug, and uh, I was so embarrassed. It was like I'm presenting Holly, this Hollywood star, yeah. with the the crappiest drink, and I feel like that's what Naomi should have been running around doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she should have been. Like, Nina, what can I get you? Do you want cucumber water? What can I do? Yeah, it would have been all cucumber water and green juices. Yes. Yeah. It would have been great. And she could have, like, really like put, like, an eye mask on and just been lying down yeah. in the hotel. It would have been great. Diva Nina. And then by the end of the week, she could have realised that she really was out of touch with her suburban roots. Yeah, maybe then she could have put – maybe Jack could have visited and she could put the put on the outfit in a different way. The maid outfit. Yeah, in a different way. Oh, see, we've just rewritten it all. Yeah, it would have been fun. Anyway, but it was what it was. So check your privilege, Nina. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to bring it home with Friday. Lots of fun stuff. Well, we start with the Grabers, Lou and Harold. I'm sorry, I have to pause everything. What? Stephanie McIntosh is related to Jason Donovan? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Anyway, They're like sorry. half siblings. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> so Lou and Harold are playing poker. 
again, gambling with M&Ms. And Harold, he's really sad because he's not, he's not seeing Madge anymore. Yeah, and he's kind of had this come to Jesus talk with Susan who's mm. like, you've got to live in the now, mate, live yeah, in the now. because Susan caught him making two cups of tea yeah. earlier in the week. <laughs> and mm-hmm. here's my problem with the residents of Ramsey Street. This guy crashed into your town festival mm. and he's walking around talking to someone mm. that doesn't exist. Mm. Nobody cares. Yeah, guys, don't put him behind the wheel. Everyone's pretty egocentric in this town, aren't they? It's all about them. They're all pretty relaxed for Harold to just go about his daily life. They're like, get in the car and drive up to somewhere. You'll be fine. He's clearly having a breakdown. So then we have our final guest appearance for the week. It was Mm -hmm. a pretty fun one. Mm -hmm. It was Stephanie McIntosh. It was. Sky Mangles Skyping in. Yeah. And I was really wrapped with that because any of those other schmucks that did the reunion show, the um, They could have Skyped in. The Stars Unite, they could have Skyped in. Kylie could have Skyped in. She could have Skyped in from Brisbane Airport. I mentioned they could have done the live stream for the wedding just on an iPhone, like holding up the phone to watch her son not arrive at the wedding. So love that Steph Mack Skyped in. Mm. She's like nine months pregnant, and she was at the time. Yep. So she's called in and says, Harold, granddad, need your help. Mm. That's cute. About to have baby number three and we're freaking out. We need some help. So basically she wants him for free babysitting. Yeah. Where does she actually live in the show? Apparently it's Port Douglas. And apparently she's still with Dylan Timmons, Stingray's brother. God, people stay together when they leave neighbours, don't they? Yeah. You break up if you stay in town. Yeah. But if you leave, you've got it forever. Yeah. She says, you were such a big help with Scotty Jr., the second baby that she named after Stingray. Oh, is, okay, is that where it was from? I'm yeah. like, what? I don't get it. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't make it out. She's like, come here, be our living nanny, we need you. Mm. And he's like, sure, packs his bags. Yeah. No, no, he's, he's going to say no. Oh, and okay. then she says, Madge thought you would have liked it. <gasps> That's right. And um, he's like, what do you mean? Oh, Madge came to me in a dream. And then suddenly he realises, oh, Madge wasn't not coming to me. She was just busy up in Sky's dream. <laughs> And once he heard the word Madge. Yeah, he was he was all for it. He's like, let's go. Madge says so. Yeah, it's uh, pretty sad. So Mirage, ghost Madge, shows up again. Mm. Doesn't mention that that wedding she was really judgmental of didn't actually happen. <laughs> like she was happy to Maybe put it. Maybe she threw them down the well. <laughs> <laughs> she snapped the ladder. Yeah. No one would have seen her. So, And then she disappears. Mirage dissolves. And then they all, all the street members farewell Harold mm-hmm, and he hops mm-hmm. into his camper van mm-hmm. and off he goes to Queensland. No one should be letting this man go back into his van and drive a long distance. What's he going to run into on the way? Like if he could never make it around Erinsborough. It's like a four-day drive and this yeah. old man, oh, it's, they're all terrible people. Yeah, they're not very good. At least one of them should have gone with him. Lou, what's Lou got on? Yeah, Lou could have gone. Imagine the hijinks they could have got up to up there. Road trip. Road tripping. He goes to Thailand. He could get a plane back from Port Douglas. <laughs> Apparently you can't get out of Queensland these days. No, it's no. too stormy. <laughs> All right. We've got to get back down the well. At this stage, mm. technically it's been less than a day. Yeah. It's been like 12 hours since they've been down the well. Daniel and Imogen look like it's been a month. They look like they're coal miners or something and they've been down that well. Yeah. 
since the dawn of time. And Daniel's like, and I, you know, I hate to play the gender stereotypes, but he really like he's emasculated by the ankle. Oh yeah, like because he can't stand up, he can't do anything. No, and he tries to do the manly thing, like put Imogen on his neck and like stand up so she can sort of get. But he can't even stand. Like he can't do that. What did he expect to do? Like let's have a piggyback and try and reach the top of the well, and then she'll be still four meters off. Yeah, and like what? Are you, what are you gonna do? I don't understand why they haven't climbed yet. Because they're too weak. Because they haven't had lunch. They're hungry. I know that, but you know, you know when a mum picks up a car if there's a baby, like can't yeah. they get it together? P.S. Imogen takes this moment because he says, like, let's talk. Let's talk about our feelings and distract ourselves. Yeah. And and Imogen takes this moment to go, hey, remember yesterday in the car when I told you I was still in love with you? Yeah. Um, what do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> We're down here. While you're down here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she says, what do you want to know? The fact that you're the first thing I think oh. about when I wake up in the morning, the last thing. I'm like, um, oh, shut up. Okay, that's creepy. I have a live-in partner and he's not the first thing I think about. The first no, thing you... I think about in the morning is like, I better feed the cat. Yeah, well, that because the cat's eating your nose. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the first thing I think, oh, my God, it's 20 minutes after I was meant to be awake. That's what I think of. <laughs> like, maybe I get halfway down the driveway before I'm like, where's my husband? <laughs> So that's unhealthy, Imogen. Yeah. And then she also pauses at one point to just ask if there'd been no Amber. Ooh. Things are getting intense down there for Daniel. And he basically has to give her the unflighted, but I don't see you that way. So then she's kind of like, orcs. Um, Oh, hey, I found the ring. And then finds the pearl ring that should be disintegrated. And it's fine. Like, it's not even covered in mud. It looks like a ring they could have just grabbed from the bric-a-brac shop. Like, there was a cyclone in this town recently. Yes. And no water went down there? Nah. 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 It was a very windy cyclone. It was, but nothing went down that well? No. no. The ring's intact. So we leave them because Amber's, uh, because Imogen's going to start to have an asthma attack. Mm. So we kind of leave their whole story. They're down the well with the asthma. I don't think we knew about her asthma before that either. No, it's a conveniently forgotten childhood asthma. Mm. And it's no big deal. Like she doesn't even keep the thing on her. No. Nah. No. It's only when she's down wells for a few days. <laughs> mm. You'd think she would have taken it camping. That's a good point. So we finish off. A couple of things to, to touch off on before we round off. Mm-hmm. Amber is still crying in the hotel suite, in her honeymoon suite. Honey, it's not healthy to stay in your honeymoon suite. She has taken the dress off. If you're left at the altar. Josh, I think, has gone and got her some PJs from somewhere. And he's gone, he got her some, he got her a burger. Yeah. And she's like, nah, I can't eat. I'm like, "Uh, if I'm I'm left at the altar, a burger's the first thing I'm eating. I'm eating all of the things. Yeah. Like that mini bar, I would have rounded up thousands of dollars in the mini bar by now. (laughs) So we leave them, they're cuddling and crying and... And it's amazing. No, it's not because it's creepy. Leave her alone, Josh. Leave the jilted bride alone. They're going to hook up and Imogen and Daniel are going to hook up. And then it's going to be revealed. No, Imogen and Daniel aren't hooking up. They're going to hook up in, the, in, that, in that well. Unless one of them tries to eat the other one for survival. <laughs> that's as close as they're getting. I think they're going to kiss. Okay. All right. Fine. Or is it because they're out of delirium? Maybe. Or just like that this is it, like as in they're going to die. Like, like my last breath. Yeah, basically, okay. yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. That, actually, we should make that our Beamly question. Yeah. Who, what's going to happen? What's going to happen with the two couples? Is, is there, is there going to be any action? Yeah. And finally now, Dr. Dick, right? Oh, that's right. There's a spanner in his works. Yeah, Paul's dropped it like it's hot yeah. and said, no, nah, I don't really care about the cancer centre anymore. So he's, he's 
he's not going to get the council to build this research centre. No, nah, somebody's basically offered more money. Yeah. And Paul, that's he's put his little little ears up like a spaniel and <laughs> he said, cool, cool. Yeah. So what does Dr. Dick do? Uh, he decides to doctor these blood test results. Yep, it was great. To make it appear that Paul has a high white blood cell count. Yeah, which could mean a lot of things. I want to point that out because I've oh, okay. had one before. Right. And it was that, um, that like, it could mean an infection, actually. All right. Like, well, it did for me, anyway. But um, Well, in this case, it's pretend, so it can mean whatever Dr. Dick says it that's means. That's true, and it's definitely deadly. And he tells Paul, um, look, you may want to rethink opening, closing the cancer centre because... You've got leukemia, my friend. You've got leukemia. And by the way, I'm really like they're saying we did tests on everyone that gave blood. I don't think they do leukemia tests. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to just test someone for absolutely every illness if they give blood. No, it's only the ones that are like transmittable by blood. That's incre- that's extremely invasive. Yeah, it is. It makes you not want to give – Georgia was right not to want to give blood. And he was doing that on like the nurses – on like the reception computer – yeah, doesn't he have his own like laptop somewhere? Can you log into the pathology results onto the reception? Well, computer? he would have access to everything, wouldn't he? I guess. I love how old it was too. Like the test results, like it wasn't even like in a cool app or anything. It, it was, was like, just like... it was like MS DOS. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, probably and what it looks like. <laughs> so Paul has. I'm calling it phokemia. Mm, yeah, I'm just. I'm so happy because I really thought. Paul, like, I thought Stefan was had decided to leave the show and, like, it was over. Because he has the shaved head in all of the appearances that he's been making. Yeah, and I was, like, happily, blissfully going through life and then you connected the dots for me a few weeks ago. I'm sorry. And I was just like, oh, no. I killed Paul for you. Paul's going to die. Like, who's going to do devious things? Obviously, Nick. Dr. Dick. But my question is here, so what's his logic? He's gonna, the guy's going to think he's got cancer and the only way he's going to beat it is to build a brand new cancer centre? Because that's not the way. He's going to have to go to Erinsborough Hospital. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone else. And, and just, maybe he's going to be like a like a, like a a prince if he's and he's ca- actually going to have like Dr. Nick come to his hotel, <laughs> come to the penthouse. If he's actually got cancer, he's probably too exhausted to build a cancer centre. Yeah. He's probably like, well, I'm going to put this on hold for two years. But obviously they're going to make the poor guy go through chemo. Because he's going to lose his hair. Oh, my God. So not only... Like, that's poison. So not only is he sexually harassing his nursing staff... Yeah, he's fraudulently doctoring documents. Results. And then he's going to give fake chemo to someone. Yeah, he's going to prison. Because chemo is poison. So unless Paul decides to shave his head as like a moment of spirituality about losing his hair in future chemo sessions, which I feel is not very Paul... Yeah. Um... Then, then that's what's happened. They've poisoned him. And so what's going to happen is they're going to get a cancer centre, but the oncologist, the chief oncologist, is going to be in the slammer. Yeah, and, and by the way, the cancer centre is just going to be a town hall with a doctor in it. <laughs> it's going to be the old community hall. Yeah, just with the doctor standing with, in it. With a new sign. Yeah. So that was the week. Next week we're going to figure out finally if Daniel and Imogen are going to get out of that damn well. Mm-hmm. Firstly, I want to announce the winner of the... Mm. Neighbours Australia Post commemorative stamp set. It is on Twitter at Kenny Young who said, I'd send a postcard to Scott and Charlene. I'd tell them to stop being cheap and fly down for their son's wedding. And I thought that was the most fitting. Yep. So, Kenny, I'm going to contact you on Twitter and find out how to send you these stamps. And finally, Tweets of the Week. AJ, our friend, poor Delta. She has no friends left on Ramsey Street, so she has to befriend the hotel manager. (laughs) 
It's true. It's very true. Oh, and then Dave Graney, musician Dave Graney. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Daniel, broken ankle. Sorry, mate. Off to the glue factory. (laughs) So that was amazing. Please keep your comments coming online at NeighboursPod on Twitter or Facebook.com slash NeighboursPodcast. And please drop us an iTunes review. That's super awesome when you do that. We love reading them and what you have to say. And jump onto Beamly, Beamly.com, the social and content network for TV. Head into the Neighbours show page. That's where we hang out. And that's where I'll post the question for this week, which is, what do you think is going to happen with the two jilted lovers and and their significant others? Yeah. And please agree with me. That's it. I'm so glad the 30th is over finally. We can all get some sleep and relax. Yeah, it's been big and it will be over, well, kind of. I mean, they're still down the well. But, um... (laughs) Harold's gone. Look, I'm happy if Imogen and Daniel stay down the well for the rest of the year and we can just cross to them every now and then. Yeah, that'll be like, remember like the um the American ones like Sunset Beach or whatever and they'd have someone like in a room for like six months. Yeah, 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 yeah like in a cell. Yeah. They could set up a little society down there. It'd be great. Yeah, well, you know what they're going to have to do to do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, CJ, for coming in. Thanks for having me. And I'm Vaya Pashos and we'll chat to you next time. Bye.